I, I want to talk to you this morning about some of the current things happening in our nation, what, um, but what the media is saying, but also what heaven is saying, and how heaven wants us to respond. Because it's really easy to look at news reports and to uh, dictate our lives based on, on the report of man and on what the natural eye is seeing. But the Father has given us spiritual eyes. He says, I want you to put more faith in the unseen than in the seen. And when we, and, and when we, we, uh, when we take what we see with the natural eyes and we dictate our lives based around that, we are, we are empowering a temporary realm. But there is an eternal realm that the Lord has called us to see and to release into this temporal world. Um, we have seen um, some, the news reporting some uh, troublesome news. And, 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 you know, what do we do? Why is this happening? How do we respond as the body of Christ to what's happening in the world right now? Um, if you've seen the news lately, you've heard about um, just the just horrible events that happened in Boston um, with the shootings there. We've, we've heard recently about the tornadoes that have been hitting Oklahoma um, within these past couple of weeks, even this past weekend. Um, more were touching down, more lives um, were, uh, were lost in that there are even fires breaking out in, in New Mexico and California right now and that is just devastating thousands of acres of land. And, um, and we look at this, we, we, and, and you know, I read a word by Bob Jones that he has on his website, bobjones.org, he's a prophet, and he talked about um, things like these increasing, these, these uh, natural disasters, hurricanes, volcano, volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, things like that, that they're going um, to be increasing. And, and uh, I have had friend after friend, people that I know personally, even within this past month, just having dreams. I want to say, if not, then very close to every single week of some type of a dream of some type of natural disaster, of some type of terrorist attack or, or military invasion or, or something along those lines. Um, and... and we're going to fix my microphone right now. Got the face tape. Come on. Okay, we're back. Can you hear me now? Good, better. So, dreams, um, prophetic words, actual events happening. Jesus talked about this in Matthew 24. He talked about wars, terrorist attacks, economic trouble, uh, of famines, um, all, kinds of, all kinds of disasters coming. Um, and and why, why are these things happening? Why are these things happening? How are we going to respond? 
Um, you know, the thing I really appreciate about Jesus, about the Lord, is that he's not afraid to prepare us for the worst. He, he's not afraid to warn us of bad things that are on the rise. You know, and there's this funny little idea going around in different parts of the body of the Christ that it's bad to talk about these things. Um, and, 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 but, but you look at Matthew 24, the majority of what Jesus is saying is signs to watch for before he comes. They're, most of them are negative events. Um, and he's warning people. And, and there are lots of positive things that are going to come too. So we can't just emphasize the negative, but we can't ignore them. Because if a storm is coming, it's time to sound the alarm so that people can be ready and people can respond rightly. Um, if the storm hits without any type of warning, um, people are, uh, are, are in fear or in panic or in all kinds of, all kinds of um, negative emotions. Um, but, um, but this question has, has come to mind lately. Why are these things happening? Is God mad at us? Is God judging us? Is God... What, is, what does that look like? And there are all different thoughts. So, so um, I want to give you four different reasons why bad things happen in the world. Um, four different reasons. First of all, um, man's sin. Sinful people do sinful things. And it hurts other people. In the days of Noah, man's minds had become so bent on violence and evil that innocent people were, were constantly being oppressed and hurt. And it was not mercy for the Lord to do nothing about it. Something had to be done. Man's sin was spreading across and causing all kinds of violence and oppression to other people. That's what happens. That's, that's something that happened in Boston. A sinful, broken person went and hurt innocent people. Um... Another, another reason that bad things happen is Satan's rage. Satan, unfortunately, hates you and me. Always has, always will. Doesn't even matter how much you serve him, he's still going to hate you. And that's the difference between our God and Satan, is that when we love and obey and serve our God, we experience his love, his delight, his joy. The enemy, we serve him, he still hates us, he still oppresses us, he still puts us in more bondage. It's just his nature is completely evil. And, um, and, and demons, it, 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 there, there's a reality of the demonic realm that is constantly trying to rob you, steal, kill, and destroy. And, um, and, and, and you don't have to bow to that. <laughs> That's what I want to tell you today. You do not have to let Satan oppress you like that because you're sons and your daughters and it's your right and inheritance to live an abundant life. Um, but, but it's real. Another thing with, with just natural disasters is, is creation is groaning, groaning. Romans 8 says that, that, that creation is groaning. It's longing for the sons of God to be revealed. And, and some, of these, some of these natural disasters that we're seeing, it's the earth shaking, saying, when are the sons of God going to come? When are the sons of God going to take authority? When are they going to rise into their identity and their sonship? And it's, uh, and, it's, and it's a desire, even in, in creation, for, for, us to, for us to be who we were created to be. Um, the fourth one is, is God's direct wrath. Um, some don't like to talk about this one either, but it is real in both Old and New Testaments. 
um, from Noah's flood to the plagues of Egypt to um, even the Lord sending a Babylonian um, army to invade the nation of Israel. In the book of Habakkuk, there's all kinds of injustice and evil happening even within the religious community in Israel. And Habakkuk, a prophet, is coming before the Lord saying, why is this happening and Lord, why aren't you doing anything about it? You're letting all this oppression spread throughout the land and innocent people are suffering. And the Lord's response to Habakkuk was, I am doing something. I'm sending the Babylonians. Um, and it was a shock to Habakkuk that the Lord was, was behind that. Um, there was, uh, in, in, um, in, in the book of Revelation, we see the, the Lord, some of these, some of these uh, disasters that we see in the book of Revelation are from these other things. They're from man's sin, going rampant. They're from Satan's rage. But there are scripture verses in Revelation that directly say it is God's wrath being poured out on unrepentant people who will not stop their violence and oppression and their rejection of God. Um, and, um, and even Jesus himself, this, this man whom we love, who's full of mercy, who's full of grace, he tells the church... In Revelation 3, he says, you're doing so many great things except you're allowing that woman Jezebel, who's an actual person within the church community, she's teaching and seducing my servants to commit sexual immorality and to worship demons. Idol worship. And we are even seeing things like that in the church from pulpits that pastors and prophets are condoning levels of immorality that is putting people in bondage and oppression, and God hates it. Because he loves his people. He doesn't want you oppressed. He doesn't want you in that situation. And so Jesus came to that church directly and said, I'm going to do something about it because you're not as a church. And I will throw her on a bed of sickness, and I will kill her children with pestilence and disease. And that's intense. Um, so these four different factors all play in. Now, I, that being said, that last one, which is kind of the most intense, that um, it is not wise to assume that every or even most disasters or bad things are, are directly from the Lord or from the Father. And, and I encounter this a lot, even it's particularly with sickness, that people just... Are, are quick to assume that because they're sick that God's mad at them and that they're doing something wrong. And it actually paralyzes their faith to be healed because they believe that the, the father that loves them is, is inflicting them and not, afflicting them and not telling them why. And, and you know, when the Lord would cause some type of disaster in Old or New Testaments, he was very clear and specific to tell the people, I am behind this, you know. Um, but we see through the person of Jesus that when he was walking around, that, that someone, there was, there, was, there was someone that was blind, and, and people assumed that the man was a sinner and that God was mad at him. And Jesus said, no, 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 it's not this man's sin. It's not even his parents' sin. Don't, don't worry. Don't get up in the theological debate about what's going on. Let's just deal with it right now. Okay? And that's what the Lord wants us to do. He doesn't want us to get in these big theological debates. Of, I'm, I'm trying to equip you to give you some, some possibilities of what could happen, but I'm not trying to give you the, the um, to help you diagnose every single disaster. 
I'm, I'm trying to get us to a place of hope and faith that says, okay, God, what do we do about it? You know, and that's what the Lord is calling us to do. Um, so, um, and again, natural disasters. It is not helpful when a disaster hits, hits to spend more time talking about how God is, is judging those people or how they are worse sinners than anybody else than we do actually praying or doing practical things to help those communities. Okay? When, when, when these towers of Siloam fell in the, in, in the Gospels, that, that these towers fell and killed all of these people. And, and, and Jesus, is, even his own friends, are saying, God, we're, we're these just horrible sinners. And, and, and there was some really bad stuff going on. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. look, it, these weren't worse sinners than anybody else. But unless you repent, you too will surely perish. And he's saying, let this event that's happened not cause you to start judging, condemning, and diagnosing the problem uh, with those people. Let it be something that causes you to evaluate your own heart. Um, you know, and so I, you know, look, we look at these things that are happening in the news right now. I am personally not sure which one of these four things is at work. It, it, in, in different situations, in different scenarios, it could be a mix of two or three or more. Um, but, um, but I will say this, that when groups of people start publicly denouncing God and rejecting God, saying we don't want God in our government, we don't want God in our schools, we don't want God in our family life, in my personal life, in my checkbook, the Lord lifts his hand and he allows you to see the fruit of the God that you would rather serve. Humanism, um, greed, whatever it may be. And um, so he, he lifts his hand of protection in some of these situations. Now, he's really patient, so he'll actually spend a lot of time still protecting and still protecting. But there, will, there, there comes a time, and, and it's, it's really a, the Lord's decision, that, um, that when he will lift his hand and man's sin and Satan's rage are al allowed to take their course. But I tell you that when we look at this like, oh, that's, that's, that's God's judgment, that's God's judgment. Well, some of that may be true in a sense that he, he's lifting his hand, but what's really, it's actually an act of mercy. When the Lord lifts his hand off of a people, it is, it is a last attempt to wake them up, to say, see, this is what, this is the kind of God that you're serving. This is what he does to his servants. And without my involvement in your schools and in your government and in your pocketbook and in your, in your personal life, in your, in your relationships, sin and Satan will constantly seek to dominate and oppress you. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. His, his desire um, is, that, is that we would turn to him. So, um, so as these things are happening, as wars, as famines, as economic trouble, as, 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 as um, potential terrorist attack happening, what are we to do? How are we to respond? Well, there's something interesting that Jesus says in Matthew 24. He says, when you hear about all these things and you start witnessing them, here's what he says. Do not be troubled. Do not bow to anxiety and fear. Um, there is, a, in, 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 in Habakkuk 3, 
in, in actually chapter 2, that Habakkuk, he sees this military invasion coming, and he's like, Lord, how is this going to go on forever? What's going to happen? Who's going to survive? Who's gonna, who could possibly survive this upcoming Holocaust that you're telling me is going to happen? Is what he's saying. And the Lord is talking about, he's saying, yes, there many... Or there, there are going to be casualties in this, but he says this line in chapter in, in verse four. He says, "The righteous will live by faith. The remnant will survive and overcome by faith, not by fear." I love how Bob Jones, even a couple of years ago, talked about these different things, anxiety and depression, all kinds of things starting to sweep over the nation. And, 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 and he said, he said the, you're, this anxiety that, that the enemy is, 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 is spreading across America, he says, you're not entitled to it. You're not entitled to it. You're called to be a people of faith. You are called um, to be, to be um, overcomers. And, and, the, and even Jesus says, when I return, will I find faith? in the earth. Will I find faith in the earth? Um, now, God's promises over our lives are what is going to guard and going to keep us in this time of trouble. And, 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 and I want us to turn to Psalm 91 because the heart of the Lord as these things are happening Again, is not to us to cower in fear or to, or to try to figure out who's, who's a worse sinner than anybody else. He's actually calling us. He wants us to be full of hope, full of joy, full of peace. Because as people are running and running and wondering what's going on, he's saying, I want my sons and daughters that are full of faith that can overcome to help, to help lead these people to the Lord. Psalm 91. Let's just look at some of it. That those, Verse 1. Those who live... In the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the, of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. I trust Him. The Lord is, is revealing Himself right now as a refuge, as a place of safety. That when trouble hits, that there's an actual person we can run to and seek safety and find answers and, and then come out of that place full of hope and full of courage. Now David, when he would be in the middle of, 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 of war and enemies would be attacking him, he would take time to go into the house of the Lord and to seek the counsel of God saying, God, what should I do? And he'd pour out his heart and you read through some of these Psalms and he's even like, God, they're surrounding me. Are you there? Have you forsaken me? Have you forgotten me? But he comes in and he comes to this place. Hey Jesus, hold on, I'm preaching. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Jesus. It was somebody else. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Um, but a David would come into the house of the Lord, and he would he would pour out his heart. But he would receive a response from the Lord: "Is here's what I want you to do next. Here's how I want you to advance." And he would come out full of hope and ready to um, ready to overcome what what was ahead of him. So. Um, He's revealing himself as a refuge. Look at the next few verses. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises. I love this, how the New Living Translation says it. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. 
Um, if anyone's heard of uh, Reese Howell, he is, uh, he's, he's a man of God. He was part of the, the Welsh revival outpouring in early 20th century. Um, he has this book right here, or it's not actually his. It's written about him. It's a biography called Reese Howell's Intercessor, and um, highly recommend it. And this man, uh, was the Lord trained him this pl- in this place of abiding, this place of walking in the presence of the Lord and seeking the counsel of God. And when trouble and disaster is facing him, how do I respond? Um, and he and his wife went on and did some missions work in Africa, and, uh, and, and disease starts breaking out um, all around him. And, uh, and, and it actually ends up hospitalizing a number of, of, the, of the believers at the mission base and uh, a number of the people that they're ministering to. And then, uh, but they're praying, God, what are we doing? What are you doing? And, and keeping a heart of, of God as a refuge and a, and a heart of thankfulness for what he is doing. Um, and, uh, and then the Lord actually speaks to Reese. And he says that, he says, no one in your camp is going to die from this. Nobody. And so um, the, some of the witch doctors from the place that they were visiting come up to Reese Howells and they're in their mission base and they start asking him, have any of your people died yet? And, and Reese Howells saying, no, we haven't lost one, one person. Um, and, and the witch doctor, and, and, and Reese asked him the same question. And, and the witch doctor says, yes, we've lost several people. And, and Reese asked him, he said, were your witch doctors able to heal? And, and, and the guy's response was, no, actually two of our main witch doctors were the first ones to go. Um, and, and there was, and, and, and so Reese Howe was basically like, you know, you're, our God can actually help you. Our God can heal you. And then healing starts breaking out in their camp. And these, these, these witch doctors and people that worshipped ancestral spirits start coming to their meetings. And receiving healing and, 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 and repenting and getting saved. The Lord was showing them. He says, I have power over this. I am the Lord God that heals you. Those witch doctors and special spirits don't have the power to do it. The Lord does. And that's the type of people that he's, that he's, that he's, that he's calling in the earth. Um, next few verses. Do not, you will not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies by day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see the reward of the wicked. Now, I love this part. It's saying, do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Now, it says terrors and destructions and pestilence. It says they're coming. This is don't fear. You do not have to fear those things. They, they cannot harm you because if you, if you come and abide in me, I'm going to put my arms around you and I'm going to cover you and protect you from these things. Um, and you're going to overcome. Now, um, we, were, uh, we, we were in, and a few of us were in, in Florida a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and, and I'm sure many of you are familiar with years ago, just the, the oil spills from, from, the, from BP, the, the spill that went on, and just all this oil and tar balls everywhere on, on, within the Gulf. Um, we learned of a, of a group of intercessors in, um, in Destin that, uh, that would walk the beaches and that would pray over them. Um, and, uh, and, and actually, these beaches, no oil showed up on any of these beaches. Not one. Not one tar ball. And, and, and if I remember the report correctly, there was one place they had somehow 
missed or didn't pray for. And, and that place had a few tar balls. But as, as, as a whole, the places where the intercessors were praying, this, it didn't touch them. And, and that, that just encourages me. That says, okay, we can actually confront these things that are going on. You know, when, G, when, the, when Jesus is in the boat and the storms are rushing and the storms are around it, Jesus gets up and he speaks to the storm and brings peace and calm. Um, and we're called to do the same thing. I had a dream a few months ago that, um, that three sudden disasters just hit right back to back. And in the dream, I received a warning, but I didn't know when they would occur. And then in, in one day, all of them hit right after another. The first was a tornado that formed so quickly and so powerfully that it actually started coming right for us. And it was just like there wasn't really even time to take cover. So in the dream, I'm stepping and I'm telling the tornado to leave. And it immediately dissolves. The next disaster comes. Water starts flooding the house that we're in. And, 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 and just immediately starts rising. And the Lord tells me to go in and tell the water to go down. The water starts going down. Next one was, was just gunfire happening. And people were taking cover. And, 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 and the Lord just showed me how to stop that. The, um, how to basically pray against what... Um, what, what the attackers were doing, and they were stopped, and, and no one was harmed. You know, and, and that, that gives me hope. That gives me, um, so not only is he calling us to say, I want to I protect you and call you to survive, so I want to call you to overcome. And I want to call you to be a people of hope and of faith that when everyone else is running around in fear, you have something to give them. You have salvation to give them. Um, it says, no evil, no disease. Um, that, that angelic protection would come. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands that you will not strike your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Um, so again, not only surviving, but overcoming the rage of Satan. I love this story, Heidi Baker she has a book, Always Enough. This book, more than probably any book I've ever read, um, really just, just equips you on how to, how to respond when, when trouble is hitting. Um, they're in Mozambique and uh, ministering to the poorest of the poor, and floods, violent floods, just start breaking out. And, and, and three-quarters of their rainfall throughout a whole year actually falls within a couple of days. And it's just increasing and increasing, and it's causing, um, it's causing the spread of sickness, the spread of famine, and, 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 and casualties are happening, or, or, or people are losing their lives. But, but, but Roland and Heidi Baker just kept this place of, of I'm, I, I know the Lord's going to do something in this. And they had groups of people praying. They had people from across the, the different nations praying for them. Um, they were able to start taking food, to some of these people groups that had for decades and decades had been, had, um, been uh, rejecting the gospel. In fact, missionaries would, would, would say about these certain people groups, like, don't even go there. It's a waste of your time. These people don't want Jesus. Um, but uh, this, these, this trouble starts, starts happening, and they start going to these people, and suddenly there's this openness from all these witch doctors and people that worship ancestral spirits. So, so Heidi and Roland Baker are, are going. They're making more converts. 
Heidi Baker gets up and starts preaching, 2,000 people get saved. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. <laughs> um, there is, this, that's, that is an overcoming spirit. That is what a son or a daughter does in a time of darkness and trouble. For Isaiah even says, it says, when deep darkness covers the earth, my light is going to rise upon you. Um, I want worship team to come on up. So I want us to pray. And I, um, This Psalm 91 is, is packed with promises for you and your family. And it's something that I feel like the Lord's given our house for people to be meditating on. And, and you may be someone like, well, what, what about the trouble I am experiencing? What about so-and-so that I heard has, has been hurt? I want us to keep going back to the Word of God saying, no, Lord, you said that I don't have to be afraid of this. You said you would protect me. Father, send angels over this person. Send angels over my life. Now, I had a vision a couple of, uh, a few months ago where I saw these uh, just dark clouds and demonic whirlwinds start spreading across the nation of America. And that, that, um, and that, that, the, that the Lord said that the enemy was raising up his army in this time. Um, but he said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because, it, because I am also raising up my army. I'm raising up my fivefold. And then, and then I saw these white whirlwinds of glory that were bigger than the dark ones. They started to consume and disintegrate these dark clouds. And the Lord says, you are my sons. You are my daughters. You are my bride. And I'm calling you to overcome in this time. And I'm calling you to be full of faith and to let my promises guard you and keep you in this time.